This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. Co-hosting with me today, I have Leah and Paul, top equestrians and eventers. Uh, great fun to have them with us in the studio today and hopefully on a very regular basis uh, they'll be joining us for the show. And we're actually going to chat to Leah about Yay. her career. Um, but first of all, I want to thank Larson's Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. They are our broadcast uh, on Facebook sponsor. And their Customer Appreciation Day is coming up uh, December 7th and 8th. So make sure you enjoy that. I'll be sharing that uh, on social media. And also shout out to Tax Shack of Ocala, who are having their huge and very famous horse yard sale this weekend. Uh, both days, everything in the store is on sale, even clearance items. They are trying to find forever homes for barn buddies, for your horse, lovely dogs, up for adoption. $15 if you want to uh, sell your used goods. You know what they say, one man's uh, rubbish is another man's treasure, it's something like that. Uh, but you, the $15 that you pay to sell your uh, used horse items actually goes to the Marion County 4-H. So as always, Tax Shack of Ocala is serving the community at the same time as having an incredible sale. It is a wonderful time to get your Christmas shopping done. And on that note, another event, jamming at uh, Jambalaya for Stirrups and Strides is uh, this Saturday night. And by this Friday, you really need to get a table or some seats if you want to be there. We will be there. It'll be great fun. I'm the MC. Paul's got a table. I guess Leah's got roped into coming. But it is a wonderful cause. Uh, Stirrups and Strides, a therapeutic riding center, does incredible work for veterans and for disabled, uh, both physically and mentally disabled children and adults. So they do incredible work. Uh, this is a wonderful fundraiser for them, but it's an incredible night out to celebrate, dance, have a good time. Um, the auction is amazing and we will all be there. So come and see us. Very exciting weekend this is. Uh, but let's get to Leah. Uh, Leah Langlusa is a three-day eventer who trains and competes horses at the four-star level, the most elite level of the sport, about to be five-star. Um, after re receiving her Bachelor of Science in Economics, I don't know how she managed that, uh, that's not my cup of tea, uh, I can't even balance a checkbook. From the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, Leah worked as an investment banker for two years. That sounds sorry, but <laughs> she decided to have fun and train horses instead professionally full-time. I get that for sure. Uh, and she uh, has taken all of her principles and used all of that um, to really build a business, which is super successful, teaching riders, finding and training and competing horses at the Olympic level. Her business, LLG Eventing, is built on the principles of education, impeccable stable management, uh, where every horse in her care is treated as a world-class athlete, as if it were her own. How did this all start? From banking to competing at the highest levels? Well, I have had the disease of loving horses since I was four years old. And I mean, once the you're pricey hooked, one, that is. I know, it's <laughs> terrible. Um, but for me, college wasn't an option in my family. So I was really good at math and had the objective of not reading an entire book through my college okay. career. <laughs> so finance and accounting it was. And um, I, my plan was to go on to a career that would afford me this very, very expensive habit. Um, and I had an incredible boss in Washington, D.C., worked in really exciting transactions. Actually, the head of the office there is an owner for another four-star eventer. So I really had the best possible job in that 
field that I could, but I was not fulfilled. And I decided I would rather be poor and happy than comfortable <laughs> and in a cubicle all day. So onward to the eventing. And, um, and how old were you when you started eventing? Uh, I did my first recognized horse trials when I was 14. So I was a little late to the game, but I had, you know, broken young horses before then and kind of at a barn where we were. It was a free-for-all, so got a lot of stickability experience. Well, you know, for our listeners who are maybe not horse people, may not be familiar, I'm just very quickly going to go over eventing again. I've mentioned it before. It is at the triathlon, really, of horse riding. It's the three sports of dressage, show jumping, and cross-country. So you have to have a combination of horse and rider who can compete in all three of those disciplines very well and, and excel in those and avoid getting penalties. And to take a horse from the dressage arena, from a calm um, and quiet and obedient to racing across possibly 40 obstacles, high, uh, for formidable sort of objects on a course and then into the show ring to go over the very colored, brightly painted and easy to knock over um, fences is really a huge accomplishment, by the way. You have to be good at all three of those sports um, to win. So to get to the four-star or would-be five-star level of this sport or to the Olympic level um, really is a heck of an achievement and something really to be very, very proud of. Oh, and thank you. You've uh, accomplished that, obviously, at a very young age, and uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, what is, like, the, the moment in your life that was, like, the most... Um, thrilling or exciting when you were competing in this sport? Uh, finishing my first four star and it was on a very special horse. I mean, the horse is my best friend. Um, I found him for $750 on the backside. That's a good best friend. <laughs> of, of a racetrack that, you know, the races there aren't even affiliated. Like they don't go on a horse's record and um, just very much by chance found this horse and four and a half years later we were on our way to our first four star and incredible and my whole family like when i quit my job and started this business i mean i moved back home because my parents were my free labor on the weekends when i'd go to the horse shows it was the only way i could do it and like that moment when i finished in show jumping and got off my horse and my parents were like running from the sponsor tent it was it was very much a moment that embodied all those years of work and a good bit of luck to find that horse. That's incredible. So what's that horse's name? AP Prime. AP Prime. Well, so it must be from the AP Indy line. Of yes, he's by Aptitude and his grandsire is AP Okay, Indy. wonderful. Well, that's an incredible bloodline. Oh, and for Super sport horse, fast. too. Yeah. Yes, amazing. So he must be your favorite horse ever. He, he has a place in my heart. Very much. Oh, and he's actually amazing. just rehabbing from a minor injury, so he'll hopefully be back competing next fall. Um, but I have some young ones who are on the up and up. Um, also, X race horses as well. I love to hear that off the track thoroughbreds. Well, because for they're me, versatile and they're fast and they're willing. Them another job. Yes. Right. Well, I love and that. they're, you know, my, one of my favorite quotes is from George Morris that there's nothing better than the best thoroughbred. I agree. And. You know, I have a pretty limited budget for the horses I'm getting because it's all funded from horses I sell or just teaching lessons and training, basically working my butt off. <laughs> and so I just try to get the most talent for my budget that I can. And at that price point I'm at right now, that's a thoroughbred. And oh, I, wonderful. I love to hear that. Yeah, I think that's the best. What is your 
when you're training or teaching somebody, you know, is coming up and wants to be like you when they grow up, what kind of tips and advice do you give them? Like, obviously, hard work. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's a huge piece that's missing a lot today. Um, not a lot of people want to do the gritty work. I, I was just thinking back today about you know, five years ago, I was moving up to advance for the first time, and I had holes this big in my tall boots that I was showing in. Of course. And I had to sell a horse to upgrade my tall boots to go to a three-star. <laughs> and, you know, you aren't seeing that kind of grit quite so much. But when you do, I mean, you really know that you have someone who you can inspire and mentor and get behind to help them get where they're going, which is a lot of fun. That's incredible. I bet you're a fun teacher to have. <laughs> you got some great stories to tell. <laughs> One thing I would say also, not only is Leah a great competitor, but she usually wins the style award at oh, the horse you. show because her hats, stock tie, jacket, saddle pads, Everything is matching. She's she, making up for holes in the boots. She, <laughs> Not anymore. I have a fabulous boot sponsor now. That's good. Who's your boot sponsor? Uh, De Niro. <laughs> oh, lovely. Lucky you. No more holy boots for you. Full circle. Uh, we've only got a few seconds left, but I got to hear the top of your bucket list. Uh, to win a four star. Or now a five star. Now a five star. On, you know, a horse that I've trained myself. I think you're only as good as the best horse that you've trained. I think we'll see that. Well happen. said. And we'll follow, of course, closely and hopefully get interviews from that winning event uh, yes. with Leah. So very exciting on site from the event. Fun stuff. Hi, guys. This is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube and let me know what you thought. Now, please go out there and share the podcast. 